Have you ever wondered why exactly it is that things usually sound better at home than they do on stage, in auditions, or even in lessons? It's easy to chalk it up to nerves or assume that you just have to practice more or get more performance experience. And sure, those things certainly are part of the puzzle, but a lot of times that's not really the true root cause. If you've been confused by the inconsistency of your performances, I put together a free four-minute quiz called the Mental Skills Audit, which will help you pinpoint your mental strengths and weaknesses and figure out what exactly to adjust and tweak in your preparation for more consistently optimal performances. You can take the Mental Skills Audit online at bulletproofmusician.com MSA. That's MSA for Mental Skills Audit. And again, it's 100% free, and it'll take just four minutes to get your results emailed to you as a PDF. This is Noah Kageyama, and you're listening to the Bulletproof Musician Podcast. Every Sunday morning, we'll take a look at a new research-based tip or technique to help you practice more effectively or perform better under pressure. And on the first Sunday of every month, I'll have a guest from the music, sport, or research world who will share their insights on how we can all be a little more awesome in the practice room and on stage. In Season 8 of the TV show Friends, Alec Baldwin makes a guest appearance, playing Parker, a character who is over-the-top enthusiastic about everything, who at one point can no longer contain his excitement and tries to capture a mental snapshot of the moment. That episode aired in 2002, months before the first phone with a built-in camera would be available in the U.S., and five years before the release of the first iPhone. Nowadays, of course, camera phones are everywhere, so there's no need to capture a mental snapshot of anything. But are we worse off for it? I mean, go to any restaurant, park, sporting event, or school play, and people are taking pictures and videos left and right. Which can sometimes be super annoying, like when you're trying to watch your kid in their dance concert, and the person in front of you has a giant iPad blocking your line of sight, or whose phone is taking up a big chunk of the frame in the video you're trying to Oh, wait a minute. Anyhow, let's put aside the question of how our photography obsession affects the experience of people around us, because I think that's probably pretty clear. The more interesting question is, what effect does taking photos have on our experience of these moments? I can definitely remember times when I've put my phone away and smiled smugly at the clearly less psychologically savvy folks around me thinking that experiencing my surroundings through my eyes rather than through the screen of my device was enabling me to have a more enjoyable experience than they were having. But is this actually true? Does taking photos actually detract from our enjoyment of an experience? Or have I just become a mindfulness snob? A team of researchers conducted a series of nine studies across a variety of situations to see how taking photos affects our enjoyment of an experience. The first study involved a bus tour of Philadelphia. Half of the participants were given a digital camera and encouraged to take pictures during the tour. The other half were asked to leave all their belongings and cell phones behind, and were simply told to go about the tour as they would any other sightseeing experience. When the tour was over, they completed a short survey in which they were asked to rate their enjoyment of the tour and how immersed they felt in the experience, 
on a scale of 1 to 15, where 1 was not at all and 15 was extremely. So what happened? Did taking photos take away from their enjoyment of the tour? Well, actually, no. If anything, taking photos increased their enjoyment of the tour, as the photo group rated the experience as being a little more enjoyable than the non-photo-taking group. The numbers were 11.13 compared to 10.23 on that 1 to 15 scale. Okay, I guess sightseeing and taking pictures generally go hand in hand, so maybe that's not so surprising. But what about something more mundane, like eating a meal at a food court? Well, in a second study, 149 people visiting a historic farmer's market in Philadelphia were asked to participate in a quick study in exchange for a candy. Those that agreed were randomly assigned to one of two conditions. Half were asked to take at least three photos of their dining experience while eating. The other half were simply instructed to eat their meal like they normally would, and were neither encouraged nor discouraged from taking photos. A few folks in the control group did end up taking pictures, but as expected, those in the photo group took significantly more, an average of 4.48 photos for the photo group, while those in the control group only took 0.83 photos. So when participants were finished eating, they were given the same quick survey as in the bus tour study. And did eating without the distraction of having to take photos lead to a more enjoyable meal? Well, once again, not so much. Just like with the bus tour, those who took photos of their food actually reported enjoying their meal more than those in the control group who didn't generally take photos. So why might this be? Well, the participants who took photos reported feeling more immersed in the experience than those who didn't. And it was this increased engagement in the experience that contributed to an increase in their enjoyment of the experience. Indeed, when researchers then sent 51 students through an archaeology museum while wearing eye-tracking gear, they found that those in the photo-taking group looked at key elements of the exhibits more frequently and for longer periods of time than those who didn't take photos. In other words, it seems that those who took photos engaged more actively with and paid greater visual attention to the details of the exhibits. And once again, just as in the other studies, it was the folks who took photos and were more engaged in the experience who reported enjoying themselves more. So if the key factor here is your level of engagement and not necessarily the photo itself, what if you pulled a Parker and only imagined taking pictures? Well, the researchers wondered this as well and put together a simulated bus tour of London where some participants were asked to take photos, others were asked to experience the tour as normal without photos, and a third group was asked to simply plan the photos they would take if they had a camera. And how did taking mental photos affect their enjoyment of the tour? Well, once again, participants who took actual photos on the tour reported enjoying the experience more than those who didn't. But believe it or not, the enjoyment ratings of those who simply imagined taking photos was almost indistinguishable from those who actually took photos. So what are we to make of all this? Well, I think there are a couple takeaways. The first is that the role of photography in our daily life appears to be a more nuanced and complex issue than I realized. And that at least in some situations, maybe we should make a concerted effort to take more photos. 
And that whether it's taking your dog on a long walk, baking cookies with your kids, or visiting family over the holidays, the research suggests that documenting our experiences through photos or even mental snapshots leads us to be a more actively engaged and attentive participant in the experience, which in turn heightens our enjoyment of it. Of course, just because a little is good doesn't mean more is better. And the research doesn't suggest that we should start Truman showing every aspect of our lives, because the authors also note that there are a lot of other situations and factors that haven't yet been fully explored. Like what? Well, for one, these studies all looked at capturing photos of one's experience, not video, which I suspect would be a very different psychological experience, given the different kind of focus that I think would be required when filming continuous video. In addition, the live experiences in these studies, the bus tour, having a meal, visiting a museum, were all relatively slow, predictable, or self-paced experiences. Trying to capture a key moment in a fast-moving and unpredictable event, on the other hand, like a big play at the end of a close basketball game, could be much more difficult and take away from your ability to fully experience and enjoy the excitement of that moment. And speaking of excitement, in situations where a key aspect of the experience is emotion-based, like watching your kids score their first goal or sing a solo in a school musical, it could likewise be difficult to fully experience the emotional impact of that moment if too much of your attention is diverted to the task of picture-taking. And finally, there are some experiences in life that you may not be able to fully capture with a camera, like a particularly beautiful sunset over a vast expanse of ocean as you relax on a quiet beach with your family following an afternoon of kayaking where messing around and adjusting all the settings on your camera in an effort to get the exposure just right, rather than simply taking it all in, will likely diminish your ability to feel the sense of awe or peace that's probably a more meaningful part of that experience than the visuals per se. You can find links to this week's study and other resources like practice hacks and the audition cheat sheet at bulletproofmusician.com blog. And if you found the episode helpful, please share it with a friend or practice buddy who you think might also enjoy experimenting with this during the coming week. 